Welcome to the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of the Tummy Team. This podcast shares the personal journeys of Tummy Team clients as they restore their core and pursue being strong to be pain-free and connected for the life they were meant to live. Welcome to the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. I'm Kelly Dean, and I am here today with a client of mine and a good friend, Elizabeth. And Elizabeth has um, seen me in the clinic. So this is, I think, maybe one of my first interviews with somebody that wasn't just exclusively online, but she's seen me in the clinic, and she's seen me three separate times for three completely separate things. And I thought it would be fun to talk to her about her story. Hi, Elizabeth. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining. Thanks for sharing. So you saw me, I don't even know. Do you remember the first time you saw me at the tummy team and why you came? Okay. I was trying to remember. I'm pretty sure it was 2011 or 2012 because my daughter was still a baby baby and she was born in 2011. Yes. And I came in because there was a whole flux of my girlfriends going in to see you. I barely knew you. I mean, I knew of you, but I didn't know what you did. I didn't know who you were. Um, I just knew that you did something to do with physical therapy. And, uh, but a whole bunch of my girlfriends were coming in to see you for diastasis recti. And I thought, oh, what the heck? I can, I can do this. Um, I think I was teaching Jack piano at that point. And I think we even worked out like a barter deal so that I could come. Maybe. I can't remember um, when Jack is my son, by the way, and uh, Elizabeth is a piano teacher. And uh, so, and much more than a piano teacher, but she was a mentor to him um, with worship music and singing and all kinds of things to make him the great person he is today. Yes. Um, so I, one of the things that I remember when we first saw, first started working together was, I don't think you had that big of a diastasis. I think the biggest thing was you, you returned to teaching piano within a week or two of having your baby. Does that sound right? Um, I took, I took two weeks off. Yeah, I'm pretty sure two weeks from both. I was working two jobs at the time, Um, but we didn't have good maternity leave. So we were I was back to work within two weeks. And so that was hard, of course, just having a baby. And um, I didn't have good posture sitting and teaching for so many hours a day. Uh, So working with you really shifted how I positioned my body um, as I was working. And then, of course, recovering from pregnancy. Right. I remember the biggest thing was we shifted some things about active sitting and how you were sitting at the piano, because it's different how you sit at the piano when you're playing than it Mm -hmm. is how you sit at the piano when you're teaching. Right. And so most most musicians actually are trained to have fairly good posture when they're playing, but it's a different situation when you're teaching. Um, and us making some adjustments in your posture. I remember how funny you were. You were um, like, wow, I already feel better. Like almost like you're so quick to like, Oh, 
it's done. We're good. We're moving on. <laughs> That's my life. I don't have time to waste. I was like, oh, that worked. All right, next thing. Um, <laughs> I remember how quick your body responded. Um, and so we saw you back then and you, um, your body implement, you implemented things really well. You're a very disciplined person, right? You do what you're told and you do it. Um, and I love yeah. that. <laughs> Maintaining it has been uh, a little bit more of a struggle for me. You know, if not, if someone isn't sitting there telling me to do it, um, that's when I, I start to, to relax a little bit more, but, um, it's great having you as a friend. I see you all the time. You remind me. Well, and also I think that understanding, um, a big part of our approach is teaching you why you're doing what you're doing and teaching you how to listen to what your body is saying so that when you start feeling some of the things that you're feeling weakness or aching in your back and you may, you know, what stretches to do, what, what exercises to do and how to change your alignment, um, to pretty much treat yourself. It's not like you had to keep coming back to see me because, Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. It's just like, Oh, when pain is such a big motivator that when we don't have pain, we often aren't as consistent. Um, but it'll keep telling you if you're not doing it right. Absolutely. And there are several exercises through the three times that I've seen you now that I still really enjoy and my kids think are fantastic. And so it's kind of become more of a, a family <laughs> event. Oh, it's time to stretch our hamstrings. It's time. Yeah. It's well, it, and I feel like it is ultimately in the end, it's a form of self-care. You know, what we teach people, it's not just your rehab for when you have an injury. It's a lifestyle and it's a form of self-care where, okay, if I'm going to ask my body to sit at a piano for eight hours, then I need to give it X, Y, and Z for it to function in all the other things I want to do throughout my life. Mm -hmm. And you're a pretty active person. You like to run, you like to hike, you like to go, go, go. Um, so for you have this sedentary portion of your life and you have this very active portion of your life. And we want to make sure that the sedentary portion of your life doesn't sabotage the active portion of your life. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I do feel like I'm a, I'm a fair weather active person. I love, love, love hiking and walking and biking and um, even running, but it has to be, you know, between 40 and 90 degrees. And so that cuts out part of the, and I don't, I don't run in the rain. So that being said, I cram it all in, in the summertime. Because we live in the Pacific Northwest. So it, yes, rains, it rains a lot in the wintertime. Right. So then it's challenging myself. How else can I be active and engaged with my body and my core during those rainy months of the year until we can get back out to outside land? And those, those rainy months are also your probably more intense teaching times. Too. Very busy in the work world. Yeah. 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 So well, the second time I saw you, you had just, you, ha I, I actually asked you to come back and see me because I don't even think it was asking. You told me I was going to come and see you. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. So, um, <laughs> so you had donated a kidney to your friend. And, uh, -huh. uh, you were at church maybe two, three weeks post-surgery. Um, and I came up to you and I said, I need you to come in and see me because I can help you recover from this 
procedure. And you looked at me, you're like, really? I was like, yep, you need to call my office and come in to see me. And I think you were in that next week because you like. Oh, yeah. Well, you told me to come in (laughs) and I was on break anyways, recovering from this surgery. It was much harder on my body than I anticipated. I I do feel like I'm a very relatively strong, very healthy person. And and I anticipated my body to bounce back really, really fast. And it did not. And uh, so that was, I mean, three weeks in, I was still barely, barely functioning. And I think that was, it was towards the end of that month of April. I donated my kidney April 1st. And then you approached me the end of April and said, I need you to come in. I was like, I I didn't understand why you needed me to come in. Um, But I was still after babies. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But I was still in a significant amount of pain. And um, you asked me to come in. I came in that following week. And I even attempted a run at that point, uh, (laughs) which was a complete disaster and put me back on the couch for like two days. (laughs) So, um, but you started with just retraining my, like my internal emotional connection to my body, that it was okay to feel the pain was all right. And that, um, it was more like a, a talk down, like this isn't going to be your reality for forever. Uh, there was a lot of massage, a lot of gentle healing. You gave me a lot of exercises to do at home myself. This amazing soothing balm mm. that you had. It was just incredible. So let's the whole process. About, let's be clear about the exercises I initially gave you. Do you remember one of them was taking a bath? That was yes. the taking an Epsom salt bath. So I just want to make it clear when she's post one month post giving away her kidney, what kind of exercises I was giving her. They were taking a bath, which I needed help getting in and out, but that was fine. It was so worth it. It was amazing. Breathing. Yep. Touching the scar gently, doing a little bit of massage just along that area holding the area that was um was injured and and bringing just blood flow and energy to that area and being gentle with yourself because your mentality is you are a power through get it done and then 10 more things done too kind of person and um the thing about transplant surgeries my which is interesting I don't know if you realize but my my brother-in-law just had a kidney transplant he actually received a kidney and what his doctor said which totally makes sense it because he did far he recovered far faster than the the his sister-in-law who donated to him um and it's like your body is losing something it needs his body is getting something it needs right and so you gave away an organ. And there was like, I don't know, a 18 inch scar on like through yeah, the it's pretty significant of your torso, right? So it cut through muscles along your core and along the side. Um, there's a lot of swelling, edema. So when we what we look at is healing, allowing your body to heal and giving it time to heal and slowing down um, if you slow down for a little bit and do the right things, 
then you'll actually get back to doing what you want to do faster than if you jump ahead and then have a setback, jump ahead and then have a setback, jump ahead. And I think that that's what the little um, dialogue we had was a lot about (laughs) explaining to you what you actually did was not a little thing and how your body is trying to learn how to live without an organ and um, to, to really support your body in doing that. I think we're so quick to think our body is failing us when it's actually working really hard to help us. And that if we can look at a way to support it instead of give it another challenge to face, um, I think Mm -hmm. it responds so much better. I was absolutely astounded, even after just that first visit, just how much better I felt. And even things like, honestly, retraining me how to walk, Mm -hmm. but with more support for my core, Mm -hmm. let alone running. We did get into running several, I don't know, six weeks later, you finally let me try another run. And it was successful. And and, uh, that was, I was blown away. I had no idea that you could do that kind of stuff. It was amazing. And a lot of it, you know, a lot of it was me teaching you how to do it, right? And um, teaching you what to expect from your body and what to do. Because, yes, I can do some massage and some scar tissue work and all of these things. Um, but it's one session, right? So what you do when you're not with me made a huge difference. And the big thing that... That's important for people that have had any kind of significant surgery to realize is that there's um, a desensitization and a resensitization process. Like your body is like hypersensitive to pain and, and friction and stuff like that. But it's also disconnected from movement and normal things. So we're trying to just normalize how you feel about that. And in our online programs, we do a lot of people think it's kind of crazy. Um, but we do a lot of abdominal massage, a lot of hands on when they're putting their and, and women will say, Oh, I'll see if my husband will do rub my tummy. I'm like, No, 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 you actually need to do it. Because this is a conversation between your own hands and your own brain and your own belly. And, um, and it's not something that you can farm out to somebody else to do. It's about connection. And um, you you actually progressed super quickly. I think we saw you once a week for, I don't know, five or six weeks. Um, mm-hmm. and, and some of that, we had you started walking. We did like a little walk run. And a lot of it was you just recognizing, oh, that was too much. Oh, that actually was just enough. Or, you know, I actually could do more than that. And mm-hmm. it's you learning what to expect of your body because you did have this expectation that, you were just going to bounce back like nothing happened. Right. <laughs> yeah, that didn't work. Yeah. It didn't. But, but within those six weeks, I mean, I thought I, I didn't know what my recovery was going to look like. It was not looking like I was expecting at all. And then six weeks later, after seeing you, it, I felt basically back to normal. And I did my first backpacking trip two, two months after the first time I saw you. Mm-hmm. It was, um, was back to real life. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, um, when I was thinking about interviewing you, I was thinking about how (laughs) every time I would talk to you about something new, you were always like, wow, I didn't know that. I didn't, how do you know that? You are, (laughs) you, um, (laughs) 
you're always really surprised by uh, knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> it's so not my specialty at all. <laughs> you know, learning. It makes me feel really um, smart. <laughs> <laughs> Because I would, I would uh, talk to you just about how the nervous system works or how physical touch promotes healing or, you know, blood flow, or we spent some time specifically going over scar tissue um, stuff. And we actually, I think we used your scar in a scar tissue video. Mm-hmm, we did. Use your scar because it's a, it's a pretty substantial scar. So it was easy to see on the video to show how to do um, scar mobilization. Um, But, you know, I would share this stuff and you would always be very um, shocked by, oh, you know how to do that too. And I'm like, this is what a physical therapist does. (laughs) (laughs) I'd never seen one until I met you. Uh, well, and I am pretty specialized and I probably am more holistic and emotionally um, involved in the process than the average PT. I'll, I'll give you that. I would assume so. Yeah. Just knowing you and knowing your work. Yes. Very involved. The other thing that was interesting in the kidney um, recovery um, was us having a conversation about how the body stores emotional pain and physical pain. And we kind of talked about that. And we talked about just like, even though you are very, uh, you know, you're not a super emotional person. You're very straightforward, like, okay, this is what we're doing. I don't really have an emotional connection to my kidney. I think that there was there was a certain amount of um, realization of how, what a significant thing this was and that you stored in your body and you didn't even realize it. Yeah. They talked a lot about that through the process, the transplant process. And there were several counselors that I was involved in on my care team. And they did talk that there would be some sense of loss and grief after I lost my kidney, which I thought was honestly just silly. But then sure enough, it really, it really did happen. And not that I miss my kidney now, but it was still so much change and so much hardship on my body that I wasn't anticipating. So it was, um, again, like I mentioned, just the re-emotional connection that you were able to guide me through uh, was excessively helpful in my healing process. Yeah, I think that I think what what makes it a doubly difficult for transplant donors um, is that you have those feelings, but at the same time, you made a conscious choice to do this and you don't regret your choice, right? Right. Um, You would do this no matter what. Um, You you made this choice to to give a kidney to a friend, which is amazing. Um, But there's still a loss on your body and um, a setback that you have to process. And for somebody, you are very similar to most of the clients I see who really just, they just want to be doing their life. They, they don't want the setback. They want to just kind of move on to the next thing. And for you to have to process that and kind of go through that and slow down to be able to move forward. But once you did, you slowed down a little bit and then you moved forward really quickly um, in the grand scheme of things. I think when you had a better um, expectation of what to, to expect of your body, you, you did better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. 
Yeah. Um, so then you also, and we're going to only, we're going to talk about this just a little bit because it's pretty personal stuff, but you also came back and saw me again for pelvic floor work. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, I was working with a naturopath for some, um, depression and female anxiety and some other things. And, uh, she recommended I come and talk with Kelly Dean from the tummy team. I was like, oh my goodness, I know Kelly, but I didn't know she did this. <laughs> really, I think you need to just <laughs> tell us all the things you do do because we don't know. Uh, I didn't know, but I'm learning. It's fascinating. So I gave you a call. Actually, I think I texted you uh, and set up an appointment. Just you said, great, come on in. And um, we met. Um, I was thankful I got to come into the office, but I think online would have been just as effective because we just had some conversations and got to talk. And that's another amazing thing about what you do. It's, it's not just as much the physical, but it's the emotional piece. I know I keep coming back to that, but I think there is such a huge connection between the emotional part and the physical part in your body and the healing process. And so you were able to sit there and, and break it down with me and hear my story and, and uh, walk through some really difficult stuff, which then did turn into more uh, physical processes, uh, a few exercises. You sent me home with some homework so mm-hmm. that I could walk through the processes myself. Um, you did an amazing job of like following up. I almost felt like you had put your counselor hat on. So it was... <laughs> <laughs> a beautiful blend of uh, counseling and physical therapy all at once. Well, I think that what I I am, uh, I don't do internal pelvic floor work. That's not my, I've not been trained in that. That's not the type of, um, like when people think of a pelvic floor physical therapist, I don't think I would fall into that spot because they think about doing an internal exam and working on the muscles internally and stuff like that. And I do what we call functional pelvic floor work, where I talk about how the muscles of the pelvic floor function, how they support our pelvis and our organs and our digestive tract and our reproductive you know, function and then also sexual function. And, um, but a lot of it is, um, it's not hands-on. It's not my hands-on. You know, it's some of it is setting up the stage for your core and your pel- your pelvic alignment to support your pelvis better or to pe- support your pelvic floor better. But a big thing that I'm starting to see because I do um, some trauma, pelvic floor trauma stuff with people online is it is a conversation about talking about talking through processes and really helping um, women and men, but women specifically to be empowered to, to take care of themselves properly and to connect, reconnect to themselves and, and go through that process. And there are some exercises and there are, is some massage and there are different manual things, but a lot of it is in that conversation. And even though, um, and then I, I give you homework because what you do at home is more important than what you're going to do with me. And that's where our online process is very much too. I'm really trying to help people be their best, their best um, physical therapist for themselves. Right. Mm. 
And, and closing out this particular last time I've seen, I'm sure I'm going to come see you again for something else. But for this last one, you know, I had an amazing care team of, of therapists and naturopaths and people that were walking me through this trauma. But this, this final piece, you know, there's always going to be some other piece that comes up anytime you're walking through uh, mm-hmm. something challenging. But this particular piece that I came to see you for really blasted through all the rest of it. And was I was able to open up um, and work through all the other things with my therapist and um, my church. And so just very thankful for that one last piece. Uh, but you gave me enough to be able to go home and process um, with my husband and myself and lots of journaling and, and which is another thing you recommend. And um, just keeping track of your story. Mm-hmm. And then we, I've been able to come back to those processes when there is a trigger that arises or uh, something shifts in my body and, and I can recognize that now and know which process to follow through with right. to finish out that problem. Yeah, you have those tools. You're not feeling like, oh, I got to go back to Kelly or I have this person needs to do this thing for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I um, it's interesting that you said my counselor cap <laughs> because I'm not a counselor, um, <laughs> but I feel like I've experienced a lot of things. Um, and I think about what did I need? What type of voice did I need um, to process through that? And I try to offer that to people. Um, we are one of the things that I am working on um, in the future is um, actually a trauma course, an online trauma course. Um, and, uh, where we actually just released, um, a video on YouTube this week about, um, how grief is physically stored in your core, how, what the physical response of emotional pain is and how, how that does affect, affect your life and affects your ability to, you know, live a strong pain-free life. And so I kind of started that just to get people thinking about it in a very public way, but I am, I'm working on this course and I'm really trying to like, make sure that people realize I'm not a counselor. You need a counselor <laughs> as well, but there is a component, a physical component that's not covered by counseling. And there's an emotional component that's held physically that's not covered by average physical therapy. So there's there's a missing component in the middle that sometimes unlocks your physical mobility and strength and all that and unlocks the emotional things that maybe you need to process more with a counselor or a friend or a, you know, journaling or whatever process you're going through um, to do that. So I feel like um, having you know, I base this on clinical experience, clinical experience, Mm -hmm. people where I, where I coach them through something that seems pretty intuitive to me. And then I see these results on the other side. And I think, oh, this is something that other people need to know too, which is why we do this podcast. Oh, it's such a huge part of, like I said, I've, I've been working with therapists and I was working with naturopaths and I was working with an MD and all of these people were all working together, but there was this big giant piece in the middle that was uh, missed and you were able to access that yeah, and then coordinate with all those other people. Yeah. To get incredible. All the care that you needed. Yeah. So thanks for sharing that. I know that there's such, 
so many, like three very different times that you came and worked with me. Very different. (laughs) (laughs) But if you kind of pull it all together, you can see how it's very, it's, it's all about looking at how your body was designed to function and helping you get back that to that ideal design and helping it work for itself. And that's what we did in every one of those cases. Although one was recovering from a birth, one was recovering, recovering from a major surgery and one was recovering from a trauma, you know, and, and those things have all, um, you know, kind of, they're all kind of pieces of the same thing. Um, and it's all about you understanding what's going on in your body and being empowered and validated so mm-hmm. that you know how to treat it. So. Absolutely. And once I did get the care it needed, man, it, it bounced back really fast. It was really amazing how quickly I felt better. Yeah, I love that. So when you tell people about the tummy team, <laughs> what do you tell people? Do you just say, just go and go and talk to Kelly? <laughs> what do you tell people now? I, I'm always curious, especially people that are my friends. Um, it's really funny to hear my husband tell people what I do. It's it's a little <laughs> I'm like, that is not a good representation of what I do. But I'm curious to what you tell people about the tummy team. Well, I think since I do have such different experiences on three very different issues, uh, my insight might be just a little bit different. But I do tell people that you're a very unique blend of physical therapy, emotional connection, and um, healing, and like holistic healing. So if there is anything in particular that they're struggling with, honestly, there's probably something that you can do to help with that. Um, <laughs> so I just say, just, just go and visit and see what she says. And you never know what's going to come out of it. But really what it comes down to is I think you're a fantastic holistic physical therapist, but not in the terms, the traditional sense of physical therapy. Yeah. Core development, emotional connection. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, Are you, is there anything else you want to share before we wrap up? Thanks for letting me share my story. Oh, thanks for, thanks for doing this. It's really great. And it's fun um, to consistently see, you know, you thrive in your life. You know, one of the things we say at the Tummy Team is we want you to be strong for the life you were meant to live. And I think you really work hard to live that out. And it's fun to watch. I'll be curious to see what my fourth experience with you is like. Oh, <laughs> oh goodness. Hopefully you won't need it. But if you do, <laughs> I'm here. You know where I'm at. Yep. All right. everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode. And we will see you soon. I hope you are well. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey Podcast. The Tummy Team is committed to validating your story, providing you with relevant practical education to understand your body, and offering effective solutions to live the life you were meant to live. Check out thetummyteam.com to get more information about how we can help you specifically and see if one of our online programs is right for you. You can also follow the Tummy Team on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube to get tips, encouragement, and support.